Welcome to Around the IT Block Podcast, presented by HPE. I'm your host, Calvin Zito. This is podcast number three. So a couple housekeeping issues. This is now hosted by HPE. We've moved our podcast to hpe.com. I'd actually previously released this one on TalkShoe, but this is a really good podcast, so I didn't want to lose it, and we are putting it back out there again on hpe.com. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Marcus, really glad to have you on the podcast today. Let's, uh, let's start by telling people a little bit about yourself, and then I'm going to dive deeper into, into you and what you're doing. Yes, thank you, Calvin. This is my first time in your podcast. Uh, super proud to be here. So thank you for having me. Yes. Hello, everybody. My name is Markus Leinonen, and I come from Finland, and I'm a enterprise tech enthusiast, as I given a title for myself. And I truly love my my or our industry here and everything around it. So so I'm I'm an enthusiast here, and uh, you know I have been delivering trainings and from technical and sales and and um, from business point of view. From, gosh, 2007, I think, 14-ish years now for all enterprise IT partners and vendors and so on, mainly in Europe and in the Nordics because I come from Finland, but I've gotten a chance to deliver globally as well many, many events and so on. So that's quickly myself. People that are listening to this are going to have a chance to go watch your YouTube videos because we'll point them yeah. to where they are. But I'm not quite sure how you've been doing this for 14 years because you look like you're about 21 years old. <laughs> yeah, I started at seven, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Well, you, you well kinda, thank you for that. You kind of pissed me off that you look so damn young. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about what you do. I mean, I know you, you've got a YouTube channel. That's how you kind of got going, at least in social media. Uh, tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel. Where can people find it? What kind of videos do you have there? Oh, yeah. Uh, my pleasure. Uh, you know, this is an interesting story for myself because um, it's a combination of a hobby and work for me because I've always, I'm a very visual guy, so I like all beautiful things and video editing is, is close to my heart because I can actually get to do something with my kind of hands and use my creativity as much as I have it. And uh, then I just decided that, hey, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it like finally. I'm, I'm going to establish a YouTube channel. And when I was thinking that, what should it be about? Is it something about my private life or, or daily vlogging or something like that? But, but I was thinking that, hey, this is going to take so much time that let, let me combine like hobby and work. And so let me do YouTube videos about something that I love as a work anyway. So, so I decided to do videos about enterprise IT, just videos that I'm interested in. The first videos were about hyperconvergence, simplicity, stuff like that. Um, I just threw them out there. And, and then it was not long after that when actually I got the message from you, Calvin, <laughs> that, that you would like to invite me to the awesome HP Discover. And that really opened the door for, for my YouTube. And I was like, wow, something, something might actually come out of this hobby slash work. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm super excited still today, two years after and then going strong and then making more videos, uh, hopefully even more videos in the future about enterprise IT, storage, hyperconvergence, simply with the whatever those interesting stuff that we have in our industry. And when I found you, I think it, it, it's probably almost exactly two years ago because it was yeah. just ahead <laughs> of our Discover in Las Vegas in 2019. That's right. And the video that I saw of you was a SimpliVity video. At the time, 
I mean, organizationally, people don't really care about this stuff, but SimpliVity wasn't inside of the storage organization. It sat in a software-defined group. And when I saw your video, it's like, wow, this, this guy is like good. And I love the style of the videos you do. And I kind of called up people inside of HPE. And it's like, do you guys know who this guy Marcus is? And I was like, well, what are you talking about? Who's Marcus who? Who's he? It's like, we need to get we need to get to know this guy. So tell me what got you interested in, first of all, hyperconverged. And that first video of yours I saw, like we said, was SimpliVity. What got you excited about SimpliVity when you saw that? Yeah, yeah. First of all, thank you very much for noticing me back then. And, and uh, I, I, I feel that owe you a lot, but uh, here we are today. I'll give you so... my address afterwards and you can <laughs> send me a bottle of uh, good good uh, finish vodka to me. Yeah, that'd be great. You, you can count on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hyperconvergence. Uh, this is a little bit longer story, but, but I will try to make it short. While I do like our industry, like I'm, I'm seriously, honestly fascinated by everything that there is happening in the data centers and cloud and so on. I do still feel that many of the stuff that's happening there with servers and different kinds of storage devices and cabling and networking, it's just way too complicated. It's like, I have this itch in my head that this, there needs to be a simpler way of doing things. And it cannot be this complicated. We have at the moment, I think, 18 different protocols of sending data from A to B. Why, why do we need that really? I understand the niches and, and special situations and so on. But I, I, I've always been fascinated by simplifying complex things. And, and that's why hyperconvergence, in my opinion, is, is one of the best examples, how we can actually take the best parts of storage and networking and servers and actually make those traditionally complicated three separate tiers simple to use in one appliance from one user interface and so on. So that's the main reason why I'm so stoked about hyperconvergence there, because it actually makes many, many traditionally complicated things very simple to manage without actually compromising too much of the features. So, so that's basically it. And, and yeah, that's fascinating to me. So what is it that first caught your attention with SimpliVity? Uh, I'm actually trying to think of how long ago HPE acquired SimpliVity. I think it's been at least three years. Um, you, you won't be able to see this on the podcast, but I actually have a, I have a, a hoodie here that um, I remember getting from SimpliVity back in uh, 2015 at VMworld. They were giving away <laughs> these uh, SimpliVity um, hoodies to people who were V experts. And I'm a V expert. I've been a V expert wow. for for a long time. I'm in 11 years. There's the V expert logo on there. And I remember going <laughs> over to the SimpliVity booth and um Kind of a little jealous because at the time, uh, I don't think we actually had a hyperconverged solution. I think I think we may have just been at that state where we were trying to make Store Virtual VSA a hyperconverged solution. And I love Store Virtual VSA. I mean, I think it was like one of the yeah. neatest products we had, but it was getting long in the tooth, and there, you know, they, they were having a hard time getting deduplication and compression, and and. HPE came along and a few years later acquired SimpliVity. So I knew about them. I was kind of watching them thinking, wow, this is like interesting. Had a bunch of friends that work there. What got you, what got you uh, focused on SimpliVity as being kind of that answer of simplifying? Yeah, yeah. Interestingly, I, I have been, I had been following SimpliVity before HP acquisition already as well. And, and uh, two things basically what fascinated me even before the acquisition 
the accelerator card. At the time, at least, it was something very, very special. And all the other hyperconverged solutions, they, they used some sort of software approach back in the day. And it was very, very, you know, not that developed software versions yet, as they are maybe today. So that, that card really made a difference. And the other thing was that, okay, when you start hyperconverging stuff like like compute storage networking and and so on, that's the basics. But SimpliBity went a couple of miles further, you know, by uh, including backup and recovery into the mix. And that was and still today <laughs> is something that is super fascinating to me. And I'm actually quite stunned that nobody else is still doing it at the moment in the market. I I think they should have honestly caught up already by now, but, but they haven't. So, so that's still today what fascinates me about SimpliVity. They are not doing just a bare minimum what other hyperconverged solutions are doing. They are just packing actually many other things, global duplication and WAN optimization in, in, in a sense is there and so on. So they are not just hyperconverging storage and, and compute, but many other things as well. So they are, they are doing it, it, in my opinion, better than anybody else, technically at least. So... I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Talked a little bit ahead of time of what we we're going to talk about, but something just occurred to me of, as you were talking. Have you have you looked at DHCI yet, especially you know specifically Nimble Storage DHCI, and kind of curious what your opinion is on that. I mean, obviously, it's not like a single product. It you know there's servers and there's storage, and you put them together and. Kind of curious what, you know, given your focus on sim on simplifying, what's your what's your net impressions of what you've seen of nimble storage DHCI? That's a good question. That's a good question because when I first heard about DHCI, and it was actually, by the way, in Discover in Las Vegas when they unveiled it, where where I was invited gladly. So so I, I was I was confused back in the day and and I was not really sure what this is because it it, it seemed to me that, that there's nimble storage and then there's ProLiance. And well, we've had this already for years, so what's so different? So there's just some new management user interface and it's, it's a big deal. I, I did honestly, like frankly, did not get the concept back in the day then. However, afterwards, you know, I, I was, I, I was so, so focused on the fact that the, it has separate tiers and, and, uh, and it wasn't hyperconvergence to me because hyperconvergence has to be an appliance that actually houses everything, all the three tiers in it, basically, or at least two tiers. But now I can actually physically see the two tiers. There's storage and there's compute. So it's not hyperconvergence. However, um, when time passed by and, and I read more about it and got used to it, uh, it, it's in the end of the day, you know, about the end user experience. So, so if you can make the usage and installation and everything as easy as possible, you know, that's good enough for me. It's, it's simplifying complex tasks, even if I can actually see with my own eyes the tears there, but if it's made as simple as possible. And at the same time, of course, it adds uh, the um, high availability of, of Nimble and the independent scalability of compute and storage. So today I gladly accept it as a hyperconvert solution, and it is a perfect solution for many companies that cannot, you know, manage with SimpliVity because of the scalability issues, some performance bottlenecks, or so on. So it's it's a perfect addition to the to the um, to the portfolio for HPE. And time will tell which way the hyperconvergence market will go. Will it stick with the with the appliances, or does it go the HEI way, a uh, DHEI way, or will the boat go continue? I don't know. At the moment, at least, I can I can very well see 
market for both solutions. So, so very glad that HP is continuing with this. Yeah. And I totally get where you're coming from because when I first heard about it, it's like, wait a minute, Nimble's yeah. worrying, working on an HCI product? I mean, what, what, what is this? I mean, it, it, can't, it can't be HCI. Went through some of the same process that you went through. It's like, okay, it, it is separate. It's a storage and it's server. But that has an advantage that if you run out of storage, you don't have to buy a, a, an appliance that probably costs more than just adding some storage to your, to your array. Or if you need more compute, it's going to cost a little less going out and just buying a, a server versus having to buy a, a appliance that's everything all in one. Yeah. But, you know, there's a lot of people that just in their mind, they're fixated on it. It's got to be a, you know, it's got to be a one U box or a two U box and everything's got to be in that or else it's not HCI. Okay, well, it's, it's it's not. It's DHCI. That's why we. It's got a different name, but even that name, I'm finding like I get friends at the at the V company uh, that you know kind of is the like the it's their fault that we're talking about this at all. They they looked at it and they they're just like puking all over the the idea of the, calling it a DHCI because well, it competes with kind of their box, the stuff that they do with Dell and. But at the end of the day, I mean, I like what you said. It, it's the user experience, right? If 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 you don't if you don't have to touch the thing when it when, once it's in the rack and the experience is the same, is very similar as as an HCI experience. Why do you care that it's two boxes? Exactly, exactly. I I, I totally agree. And uh, about the name, I, I have to say that now you mentioned disaggregated hybrid converged. It's a little bit of an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> but, it, it absolutely is. It's it's like saying pretty ugly. You know, that's right. <laughs> uh, you know, there's you know that's pretty ugly. Well, wait a minute, is it pretty or is it right. which which is it? <laughs> or, or yeah, yeah. I got a friend that always says uh, yeah, no. Wait a minute, is it yes or is it no? <laughs> yeah, no. What it, which is it? <laughs> anyway, but yeah, I totally get it, and and it, it is. It can be confusing, but at the same time, I mean, I I think it's the better name versus calling it a converged system because behaves as a user it behaves like it's hci so why call it a converged system when it behaves like hci so i think Definitely. i think i think we weren't going to win for losing here you know there was going <laughs> to not be there was going to be somebody that wasn't happy regardless of what we ended up calling it so let's go back to um simplicity you kind of proved yourself as a fanboy to me early on when i saw those early videos of you you've talked about why you were kind of brought in for the latest updates around SimpliVity. Uh, you know, the, the things that we did were pretty focused on data protection, even though we already had built-in data protection. Now there's more data protection options. There's also a CSI plugin for containers. What about the latest that you've seen? Are you excited about? Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, first of all, it's always good to have updates to, to existing good products. And this, this uh, update was... Uh, um, well, let me put it this way. It was uh, kind of a due already. People have been waiting for it a long time and now I, we finally got it. And, and I was lucky enough to get an early access to the 4.1 uh, software version. And I made actually a video about it. Please go and check it out. I'm sure there's going to be a link to that. Uh, and I got to install it before the official release and try it out and all the all the features quickly there. So yeah, I, I'm excited. So as you, as you said, um, SimpliVity does have the inbuilt backup feature, which is awesome. I, I think vast majority of SimpliVity um, customers will be using or at least should be using that inbuilt backup feature because it's simply awesome. But but for everybody, it, it's it's 
maybe not the fit. So so it's it's really good that that HP brings those those uh, new backup features in the form of cloud volumes and then extended store one support, et cetera, et cetera. So, so it's good to have those little gaps filled as well. And then what I may be most excited about is the CSI plugin. So finally we have the Kubernetes, the container support with SimpliVity. I have been actually waiting this for, for or not waiting, I have been hoping that one day this will come to SimpliVity already from the from the day when HP actually acquired SimpliVity. I, I was just thinking technically, there shouldn't be anything preventing from this to happen. It's just about software getting, getting more uh, evolved and so on and so on. So one day I was sure that we will see it and now that day is here. So that's really, really good news. And it's of course, paving the way for SimpliVity to be more cloud native and 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 integratable to to other uh, ecosystems, all the way to public clouds and rounded and so on. So I think this is actually bigger news than than people maybe today understand. So very good news for SimpliVity customers. You know, one of the things I'm trying to wrap my head around though is that SimpliVity hyperconverged, VMware is running on top of it, right? I, I just haven't seen numbers. I wonder how many customers actually want to run a container on a, on a hypervisor. And obviously there's stuff that VMware is doing to make that easier, but I, I just haven't seen numbers or data about, you know, what percentage of people are running, you know, bare metal containers versus people that are running it on top of VMware. I think VMware and what they did was a smart move because they were going to lose a lot of market share for people moving yeah. to containers if there wasn't a way to run a container on VMware. But at the end of the day, I think there's a lot of people that probably just want to run a container not on top of VMware. I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and I would like to see those numbers as well, but but I can I can... I can, you know, guess that that most people want to run their containers bare metal. You're right about that, but but of course, I, I feel that there are also many many customers who are running simultaneously virtual machines and containers. So and, and so in that situation, I would myself consider making it simple again and manage it all from one single user interface with some one one unified platform so even if you lose some of the performance and latency maybe or something like that when you're not running it uh, on bare metal there are other advantages that that make up for it so i can see there's a clear market for this although i can maybe agree with you that that most containers are running bare metal sure hey and one other thing i want to throw out there um, is your video just make it easy for people my voice to find it. Um, if you go to around the storage block and find the blog post that's titled "What's New in HPE SimpliVity 4.1.0," your um, install video uh, with 4.1 is embedded in that blog. So for people that have a hard time translating a Finnish name into a Google search engine, finding your YouTube video from from audio, you can find it on my blog and. I'm sure we'll put it in the notes too so that people can find your YouTube channel. Um, the other thing that was new that I'm kind of excited about with SimpliVity, and you mentioned it, is HPE Cloud Volumes and I'm at Cloud Volumes Backup. So the integration with Cloud Volumes Backup. When are we going to see a video on that? And by the way, there is a free version of Cloud Volumes that's you can try out for 90 days. It's available until, I think it's, I think the, the end of that is April 30th. So you Gonna need to get video, get busy on that video. Oh, really? There, there's a free trial. I didn't know about that. So <laughs> there how is. does it work? 
<laughs> there is. You go to uh, you go to cloud. Actually, now do I know the URL off the top of my head? Um, I think it's just uh, cloudvolumes.hpe.com, and you go okay. into the portal and cool. You can you can actually try either the block or the volume version uh, for thirty days. I think it limits. Maybe it's ten terabytes or something. But you can mix it between the block and the and the backup. Uh, obviously the integration that we have now with SimpliVity is to the, is to the backup version and gives you that, you know, public cloud backup capability to, uh, cloud volumes. Well, that, that's really cool. I, I've always been a big fan of, of, you know, demos. Um, that's how I get the final confirmation because uh, marketing slides and slogans, we know what they can be, <laughs> but, but when you actually are confident enough to provide a demo like this and, and trial and so on. So then, then, then you get convinced. And this is the way I get convinced. So that, that's really good news. You asked, when, when are we going to get a video about this? I hope soon. This is something that I'm very, very excited to try out because uh, quite honestly, I'm not very familiar like with hands-on, doing hands-on things with the cloud volumes and cloud volumes backup. So, so and, and combining that with SimpliVity, which I am a fanboy of, <laughs> as you mentioned, yeah, um, I will try to make that as soon as possible, if nothing else, out of my personal interest. So, so yeah, I will try to make that. Fast. It's, it's, uh, it's really easy to use. I mean, you basically go in and just point your backup to cloud volumes. And that's what I've heard. Within five heard. minutes, you, you, you're like using a, using a public cloud for your backup. So it's pretty good. And the other thing that you probably have heard, but I think it's always worth emphasizing is um, no egress. And I mean, that just, to me, that's just a huge benefit versus using public cloud EC2 or whatever as a, as a backup target, because you want that data back, you're going to be paying an egress charge. And with cloud volumes backup, there, there's no egress. So that, that's a great story for us, I think. I, I think that that's one of the biggest stories when it comes to cloud volumes, that that's, that's a huge advantage, huge advantage. So let's talk about what future plans you have. I mean, you're, you're, I'm sure you're always mapping out what the next videos are going to be. What, what's, what's coming down the pike for you in terms of the videos you're going to be working on? Oh, so many things. Yes, I, I, as I mentioned, I do want to make even more videos in the future as, as much as I have time. So, so uh, please continue watching my videos and my channel. I promise there's going to be much more content in the future. And then also, uh, as much as I have time, I would like to continue doing those lightboarding live webinars that I have been delivering now about a year. It's been super fun. People have been super happy about it. Uh, it's, a, it's a new kind of delivery method, you know, where we are not showing any slides and just doing a 45-minute lightboarding story. And it's easy to follow and easy to, you know, wrap your head around maybe even a little bit more complicated uh, context or topics there. So that's something that I definitely want to continue doing. And if you like those videos of mine, my style of presentation in the lightboarding live, you're going to be super happy what I have for you in the end of the year. I'm, unfortunately, I cannot reveal too much yet, but you're going to love it. And your audience is going to be the among the first ones to, to learn about it. So stay tuned. I will be getting back to you after the summer and the autumn time. So super interesting stuff happening. You are such a tease. You are <laughs> such a tease. Well, Sorry we'll about that. We'll look forward to seeing that. So maybe, uh, maybe a lot to look forward to coming from you, hopefully. And uh, I definitely appreciate your time today. It's always great catching up. We've waited too long to do this. Oh, my, my, my absolute pleasure. Thank you, Calvin, for, for having me. And we have to do this more often. I, <laughs> let's, let me write that down on my calendar right now. More often. You are on the books. Hey, thanks for joining me. Thank you.
With the podcast now being on HPE.com, it will no longer be on TalkShoe. So don't go to TalkShoe to look for it anymore. And you can subscribe to it on lots of the different channels where you can get podcasts from, like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and lots more. Search for Around the IT Block Podcast on HPE.com. Love hearing from you on Twitter, where you can find me as Calvin Zito. You can find our blogs at community.hpe.com. Until next time, thanks for joining me.